0: In the book of Mark, uh, chapter 10, starting on verse 46, and this is what the word of God says. And they came to Jericho as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples in a great crowd. Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Th- Timaeus, was sitting uh, by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the blind man said to him rabbi let me recover my sight and Jesus said to him go your way your faith has made you well and immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way praise be to God for the reading of his word our gracious father we come in this hour thanking you dear Lord for this privilege to come together as your people we are grateful, Father, for who you are and what you continue to do in each, every one of our lives. We thank you, Father, for your word, that it penetrates in our hearts. So I pray, O oh God, for the empowerment of your spirit to convict us, to open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things from your word. And that will not just simply be hearers of your word, but Lord, help us by your spirit to be doers of it. And that we'll be faithful in practicing what we have, what we will learn, not just for today, but Lord, every day of our lives. And so, Lord, I pray, oh God, that you would encourage those who are discouraged, though, those who are struggling with anxiety, or fears, or doubts, whatever affliction that they may be going through, Lord, I pray. That this will be an opportunity for them to come to you to surrender all that they are and that is something that we are going to learn from this blind person and how he confidently and boldly and courageously came to you for help and Lord there might be some here today or for those who are watching online they may be going through some some time and difficult time and challenges in in their own lives that we might not aware of father but you do oh god i pray that they would learn from the life of Bartimaeus, and, and not just them but lord for every one of us in how we can apply this truth in our lives and how appropriate for us to cry out for mercy and that you're a merciful and loving god that you hear our cries and you are a faithful god And so we come to you with humility. We ask, Lord, that you would forgive us of our sins. The sins that we have committed before you this past week. And Lord, I pray that you would cleanse us with your precious blood. So we honor you and we worship you today. We we give you thanks. And the person of our Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray and everyone said, Amen. amen and amen. You may all sit down once again we find ourselves in the gospel according to Mark and we end with this chapter and we see a particular individual specifically coming with a need and we see that he's crying out for mercy you know the disciples continued once again to be ignorant of who Jesus really was And we also see in how the crowd became a barrier to those who wanted to see Christ and if we're not careful we too may fail to acknowledge our own uh, spiritual blindness you know there are several things that you and I can learn from this we're very familiar with passages like Proverbs 3 5 and 6 to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and soul and mind and not to lean on our own understanding but to To trust him to see him for who he is the book of first Peter reminds us to cast all our cares on him because he cared for us and what an appropriate time for us to to see this passage before Christ will head to his destination to Calvary he stopped and that's something I want us to recognize that despite of where Christ was And the focus that he has in mind to as we saw from verse 45 last Sunday that that he gave his life for ransom for many and this is his destination and we would see here if we're not careful once again my brothers and my sisters that we could be blinded in our own spiritual um, spiritual blindness like Bartimaeus our greatest need is to call out to Jesus to open our eyes so that we can see God's great healing mercy. And here's the opportunity for us if you have not called upon God to rescue you from your sin, to deliver you from sin. And even not just for physical healing, and not just for physical needs as we see from the life of Bartimaeus, it is for this church to understand who Christ is, and how God brought him for us to die for our sins, that you and I may have eternal life. We could be so focused this evening to really see and that this man cried out for mercy and we see the merciful God to take time. So the healing of Bartimaeus was the final event before the uh, Passover, of the Passion Week. As we recently celebrated Passion Week a week and a half ago, we, we see here what would take place. From chapter 11 through 16, we would see what would happen. But here before we get there, we get to see another glimpse of what Christ, his compassion, to those who are in need, and particularly Bartimaeus. So the writer Mark sets the scene when Jesus is leaving Jericho on the last leg of his journey to Jerusalem, just 15 miles away again passover at that time is uh, approaching and and the road is jammed with pilgrims chanting on the way to the holy city so when you see all these people coming down and again lots of people gathering and all these pilgrims from all different places to celebrate the passover alongside the road is another crowd you have watchers you have curious people seekers and those who are, or who are too poor, or even sinful, seas or even handicapped, to make the journey to Jerusalem. So you you all have different type of people that would come to to celebrate the Passion Week, or the Passover. In verse 46, we come to this point, and they came to Jericho. As he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, but Timaeus, a blind beggar. So we know who he is. But one thing we're not told how long he has been blind. And he's also not just a blind, but he he's also what? A beggar. A homeless man. And we're not we're told that he is the son of uh, Timaeus and was sitting by the roadside. You know what that looks like if you put your place if you go to a second place and people would come together and, and, and just beg for money and beg for whatever needs that they may have And we see this in Bartimius was in the roadside So Jesus again Makes a visit to Jericho the last major city on the edge of the Judean wilderness on the way to Jerusalem Jesus will soon make the 3,500-foot climb from Jericho to Jerusalem when He gave His life as a ransom for many in verse 45. But first, before He gets there, again we see the compassion of Christ, that He must stop and help someone who is hurting. Despite of his agenda, despite of the purpose and the call of God in his life to go to the cross for our sins, for the sins of humanity, and yet he takes time to stop and consider someone who is hurting. A blind beggar, ignored and no longer noticed by most. People do not see him nor hear him. In verse 47 and 48 and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth he began to cry out and say Jesus son of David have mercy on me and many rebuked him telling him to be silent but he cried out all the more son of David have mercy on me stop for a minute and consider Where this man was The moment that he heard Christ He sits by the road day after day begging for just enough simply to survive another day Some gave him a little but most gave him nothing Hearing that it is Jesus who is passing by he begins to shout loudly with messianic respect Jesus son of David have mercy on me. This cry out is simply is someone who's really uh, screaming out loud Trying to get attention And you notice how people were Annoyed by him They know who Jesus is he knows who Jesus is and they stopped him So the response Other people or the mob many rebuked him telling him to be what to be quiet you see you and I can't help but wonder if this was the first time in a long time that anyone even took notice of him took notice of his situation on this occasion they did but not in love only in mockery they were insensitive to his situation you see, because of what was happening, and, and they noticed him, but perhaps they've come in, in many occasions seeing Bartimaeus, and you're sitting there, and they never considered him, paid attention to Bartimaeus. In their minds, he did not matter. He was a taker, not a contributor. He, they just did not care. No one cared but Jesus young people have you ever noticed someone in your school who is lonely and isolated have you taken the time in your school for our students in high school middle school have you noticed someone being by themselves isolated that they need to be cared for, that they need someone to to pray for, and at least to say hi and to say how they're doing. Perhaps not just for our students, but for the rest of us here. Have you noticed someone that you have to pray for? Have you? come to church week after week and say you know I'm coming just to to worship and and just to receive and receive and instead of giving being sensitive to the needs of your brothers and your sisters maybe not in the church maybe outside of the church maybe in in a week or within the week that someone is in need and you just pass by and ignored and despite of the situation of that individual be taking the time to care to pray for someone see amidst the noise of the crowd one voice is isolated no doubt the crowd noise was loud and rowdy and yet Mark tells us it is the voice of a single solitary person who gains the attention of the Savior despite of all the noise of the crowd There's one person that Christ zeroed in and and heard the cry, the cry for mercy. Twice he calls Jesus, son of David. One thing you notice about Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus called Jesus son of David because he, along with all the Jews, knew that the Messiah would be descendant of King David. In Isaiah chapter nine, verse six through seven, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David. And over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 and 7 in Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 5 and 6 says behold the days are coming declares the Lord when I will raise up for David a righteous branch and he shall reign as king and deal wisely and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land in his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. See, the fact that Bartimaeus called Jesus the Son of David shows that he recognized Jesus as the, the Savior, the Messiah. See the blind beggar could see that Jesus was the long-awaited Messiah while so many who witnessed who were there. Jesus, they saw his miracles. They were blind to his identity, refusing to open their eyes to the truth. See, seeing with one's eyes does not guarantee seeing with the heart. Twice he pleads with Jesus, have mercy on me. You see, he acknowledges without apology, he's helpless and that his hopeless condition. He he can't give himself sight. So he cannot make himself wealthy. He is all alone and completely dependent on another. And and he boldly and publicly declared he will stake his dependency on Christ. And what Christ is able to do to deliver him and to provide that healing. And so he cries out, Son of David. You see, nothing could keep him from getting to Jesus. See, when you're in your desperation, when you're in need, there's nothing that will keep you from getting to Christ. Let me just pause and consider this. You will never know Jesus Christ as a reality in your life until you know him as a necessity. You never call out for a savior until you know you have sinned from which to be saved. When you recognize how sinful you are and how wicked you are until you realize that you are sinful and that you have sinned before a holy God, there's no reason for you, there's no reason for me to call out upon God. See, for us to call upon a holy God, we must recognize we need him. See, for you and I to share the good news and the gospel of Christ for people who do not know Christ they must understand their sinfulness before they can cry out that they need a Savior and so we see here again it is much of necessity for us to call so you never call out for a Savior until you know you have sin from which to be saved You'll never call out to ask to see until you're made aware of your blindness where you cry God Open my eyes that I may see and behold wonderful things from your word when we are so blind and We don't understand when we're confused of reading God's word We're not patient enough to see And God I'm struggling with reading your word and this is where we cry out for mercy God help me to understand your word We come with humility And just like we see here from Bartimaeus. And we by nature are so blind that we cannot see how blind we are until God makes it possible for us to see that we are blind. Then we see that we are blind, then we will call for the sight that we long for just like this man was. But until then, it would just be a matter of You just have an interest on Christ oh I've come to this church I don't really have a need until you realize until where you are in your walk with God you will cry out to him and so not this not so with this blind beggar this Bartimaeus he shouted all the more son of David have mercy on me in verse 49 through 51 we see this beautiful picture we should never be so busy we cannot stop and, and help others see again Jesus is on the way to Jerusalem and he's on the way to die verse 32 tells us if you go back that he was walking ahead of them and he, he was even leading the way he is determined to fulfill his destiny That destiny we saw from verse forty-five—that he that he gave his life as a ransom for many—that his purpose is to die for our sins that we so deserve—and yet by the grace of God and His love for us, He made His way to the cross. That was the destiny of Christ. We could certainly understand if he just moved on this one time without stopping to help a poor blind man. He had more important things on his mind. He had far more important things to do. He's about to give his life for the sins of the world. But consider this in verse 49. Verse 49 said, He did what? He stopped. He stopped. He, he brought this caravan of pilgrims headed up to Jerusalem to a screeching hall so that he might minister to and love on just one. He stopped for one person. Despite of the purpose and all the plan that God has for him, Jesus stopped. And so what we see here, that Jesus taught his disciples the art of stopping. The art of stopping. See, at times we're so busy with our walk in a day-to-day basis in how we live our lives, and, and yet we don't take the time to, to stop. We know that there's a brother, we know there's a sister who's hurting, and yet we don't, oh, we'll pray for you, and yet you, and you tell them that you're praying for them, and you walk away inside of, you know what, can we pray right now? have you considered your action as a follower of Christ lately and yet when we see the life of Christ despite of his purpose despite of where he's heading he stopped for just one I want us to see here the compassion of Christ and I want us to see to hear the cries of the hurting And verse 49 says and Jesus stopped and said call him and they called the blind man saying to him take heart get up he is calling you Jesus stops hearing with a sensitive ear the cries of a man who is hurting the crowd wants to prevent this man from coming to Jesus much like the disciples wanted to prevent children from coming to Jesus remember that as the 12 rebuked those bringing the little children the crowd rebuked but Timmy is telling him to be what to be quiet you're too much you're too loud still Jesus heard his cry of desperation stopped and said call him It is one thing to hear it is another thing to Listen Some of us are good at neither Some of us are good at hearing but not listening Our lord jesus is great at both You see the son stood still and his voice sounded forth with a compassionate appeal call him The crowd responded in obedience to this greater son of David they number one called the blind man they told him to take heart to cheer up be of good courage you see how that turned around earlier they were rebuking him and the moment Jesus said and commanded them called him and they said come he's calling for you be happy cheer up Jesus has heard his cry and he will stop and meet this man at his point of need. Not just his need, but listen, his greatest need. In verse 50 and 51, one thing that you and I can learn is that we need to listen to the cries of the hurting. It says, throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him what do you want me to do for you and the blind man said to him rabbi let me recover my sight see Bartimaeus wasted no time responding to Jesus call you see his action you see his excitement Bartimaeus immediately did two things he threw off his cloak perhaps that was a precious possession to that he had. Remember, he was a beggar, right? He was ready. He got up. He sprang up and came to Jesus. He jumped to his feet and made his way to Jesus. You see, Bartimaeus demonstrated both perseverance and obedience. He persistently overcame the barriers to his healing and becoming. A disciple of Jesus. He was blind and could not get to Jesus. He was rebuked when he called out for mercy. Yet he ignored the reaction of the crowd and came to Jesus. Bartimaeus obeyed. I want us to focus on that—that that obedience. He obeyed immediately by jumping to his feet, leaving behind his only comfort. And even his own possession which is the cloak yet he ignored right the of all the people around him he knew his desperate condition perhaps that is our final barrier many do not come to Jesus because they don't feel they need him the question is church when you look at the life of Bartimaeus even at this time do you recognize your own spiritual blindness Have you come to that point in your life to recognize, to throw out all your baggage, to just come in full surrender, come as you are to Christ and see your own spiritual blindness that without Him, you are nothing. Are you you willing to leave everything behind and quickly respond to Christ? Jesus then asked him a simple and straightforward question. question was a test of faith I love that question what do you want me to do for you have you heard that question asked before what do you what do you want me to do for you you remember that question I mean obviously Jesus already knew what Bartimaeus wanted Jesus' question was not to gain information, but to allow Bartimaeus to specify his need and in the process, to declare his faith that Jesus could meet that specific, that his greatest need. And don't miss this. I mean, this is the same exact question that he asked. Who? James and John. And what did they say? What did they say to Jesus? They asked for the best seats where in the kingdom. But Timeus, in radical, in, in, in this contrast, has a much more humble request. And what was his request? What was his simple request? I want to what? I want to see. I want to see. The simplicity, the clarity of his request is a testimony. Of his faith it's an indication of the fact that he actually believes that Jesus is able to do what he asked that the blind man saw that in Jesus he could find the mercy the mercy of God that's why I say that this man actually by God's grace sees what others miss you see when, when you are humble when you come to christ when you acknowledge your inability when you acknowledge your weakness before god and when you can come to him in all humility and ask lord open my eyes and he, you will, you and i will be able to see more jesus heard his cry just like he hears ours Jesus listened to his request just like he listens to ours. Far too many ask for too little of Christ. They they seek an extra margin of comfort in their miserable slavery to sin, when they could ask for and receive a full measure of God's forgiveness, mercy, and saving grace. The man's physical blindness reflected his spiritual condition he didn't settle for a few extra shekels he asked for his side a request only God could grant what a beautiful picture remember he was a beggar remember he had this cloak that he threw away so he could run to Christ and when confronted with a question by Jesus Christ what do you want me to do for you he didn't ask for money he didn't ask for comfort he asked for healing you see several verses in the psalms immediately come to mind at this moment when you look when you open your bible to psalm 17 verse 6 psalm 17 verse 6 says this I call upon you, for you will answer me, O God. Incline your ear to me, hear my words. Psalm 40, uh, 54, verse 2 says, O God, hear my prayer, give ear to the words of my mouth. Psalm 71, verse 2 says, In your righteousness, deliver me and rescue me. Incline your ear to me, and what? And save me. the Lord indeed heard his requests he heard his prayer after all he is talking to God so we we just need to stop and pause here for a minute And, and God invites us to cry out to him I don't know what's going on in your individual lives in your family you may be going through some difficult time. You may be going through some affliction that we are not aware of, that I'm not aware of. But, and you're afraid to cry out. But cry out to God. And we see these verses that's before us. We see a great example of this man. Have mercy on me, O oh God. Don't be afraid to run to a God who hears, who, who hears the cry of His children. Cry out to Him for mercy, wherever you are. But yeah, you, you're, you're so proud. You're so proud of yourself that you, 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 you're not even, Lord, I don't know. I mean, I, before I can come to you, I gotta clean myself. No, you come to him now openly. Cry out to him. Look at the prayers of, this, uh, of the psalmist here, the verses that we just read. Oh God, hear my prayer. Give ear to the words of my mouth. Do you believe that God will deliver you do you believe that God can rescue you from your sin from your affliction do you believe that? You must believe by faith Before you be able to believe that you must let go of yourself. You must let go of your self-righteousness and come to him Whatever may be Whatever sin that you've been struggling with this last couple of months, or weeks, or even days, and surrender that to God. The Lord indeed, hear our cries. Matthew eleven, twenty-eight to thirty is a great reminder for us who Jesus Christ is. He invites us to come to Him. Despite of whatever we can and he says we will find peace and we will find comfort there because of what cry of who Christ is that he is God Almighty that he loves you that he loves us that he he is faithful even in our unfaithfulness In verse 52 And Jesus said to him go your way Your faith has made you well And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. What a beautiful answer here. What a wonderful answer it is. Jim Jesus simply and quickly responds to the cry for grace and mercy from this blind beggar. And how did he answer him? Go your way, your faith has made you well that's your faith grace grace is the divine hand that extends healing faith is the human hand that reaches out and receives it the most important thing for us to understand in this is church is this the object of our faith is crucial or just believe or just have faith no church is to understand this again the object of your faith is crucial that we look to Christ that he is a is the perfecter and the finisher of our faith we keep our eyes focused on Christ despite of how difficult how challenging our life can be at times we keep our eyes focused and not give up and persevere on the things that has called us to do you see Timius directed his faith to the o- to the only one listen to the only one who could heal he ran to Christ and recognized only Christ only Jesus Christ can heal him from his blindness The only one who could save Just One thing you'll notice made you well Interestingly the word for well is also the word for saved It can have both a physical and even spiritual dimension the context determines the meaning. In one sense, Bartimius was saved from his blindness. In another form, from sin, he was not simply was saved or was healed from his blindness. That he's able to see now, and he was also saved and healed from his sin. That's what God can do. We see, church. We don't just pray. For others to have the spiritual healing, the, 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 the physical healing But we also pray that God, if they don't know Christ That God will open their eyes by the, by the conviction of the Spirit That, that, that they will acknowledge and, and repent of their sins Don't be so quick to pray for healing God will provide that in His time and His will. But also pray, remember to pray for their salvation That's first and foremost, the most important thing that a person can receive, not the physical healing, but the salvation of that individual. Look at this. Immediately, what happened? He recovered his sight. That's instantaneous. That's quick healing. Right, No, no surgery. He didn't have to make an appointment. No pre-op, none of that. No post-op. Because you're gonna see what happened. No medical treatment. Not when the great physician is at work. I love this last part. What did he do? What did Bartimius do? He followed. Who did he follow? he followed the Messiah he followed him on the way but Timaeus is now a disciple a follower of King Jesus is about to make his triumphal entry into Jerusalem so he will be a witness to what will take place in the passion week The imperfect tense of following, the word following there is what grammar expert called this an ingressive imperfect meaning that the subject started following as something and then continued on, okay? But Timaeus began following that very day and continued for the rest of his life. And that's that's how he read in the original language. Where Jesus goes, Bartimaeus will go. What Jesus asks, Bartimaeus will do. The gospel attitude will inspire us to follow at any and all cost the one who has so freely dispensed his grace. Because why? Why, why do you follow? Why do you want to serve Christ? Why do you want to worship Christ? Because you have been what? You have been saved from your sins You don't get to serve because of an individual You, you, you don't get to um, take a break from serving because of so and so No, you, you continue to persevere in serving because of who Christ is in your life if you make Christ as your priority, you will continue to follow Him, you continue to worship Him, you will continue to serve Him in all of your abilities. So you need to look back in what Christ has done for you to be able to be a servant of Christ and who is in your life. He is your motivation. He is my motivation of serving him. Not because of so-and-so in the church, but because of my relationship in Christ, that Christ is real in my life. Let's not forget that church. When, we, when at times we want to worship, when at times we want to that we are serving Christ, let's not forget who we are serving. Only Christ, not man. You will joyfully follow King Jesus wherever he leads, just like Bartimaeus. He followed Christ for the rest of his life. A loved one commentator says this Bartimaeus pictured discipleship clearly. He recognized his inability. He trusted Jesus as the one to give him God's gracious mercy, and when he could see clearly, he began to follow Jesus. Do you recognize your inability? Have you ever put your trust on Jesus? That's where it begins You're wondering why you're not committed to Christ Why you are not following Him You're not surrendering your life completely to Him he, He's not the Lord of your life You're wondering why, why is that Because you have not fully made Him a priority of your life You see when Bartimaeus recognizes who Christ is That He is the Messiah We know that from the beginning And now because of what Christ was able to do in His life He followed Him But you don't need to wonder where you are in your walk with Christ You know we have young people here have they taken the time have you as parents have you prayed for the salvation of your children? You're wondering where they are you're so focused on all the other things what they're able to do to accomplish and all of that Have you or are you praying for their salvation? Because that's the most important thing that your our children can have in life not what we provide for them While we give them the comfort that they, that they get from us But rather do they know Christ as the Lord and Savior Are we faithfully praying For their salvation that they will know Christ That they would worship Christ And that they will follow Him despite of all These things that they are facing in life And this is a great reminder to us That Jesus still hears us That he, in John 17, shows us that he he prays for us. That Jesus still cares. When no one else cares, no one else pays attention to you, but you're, you're that only one, remember Christ thinks of you. And he's mindful of you. When you think that as a follower of Christ there's a self-pity in you and you set yourself aside and you don't want to Fellowship with others and, and no one is paying attention to me know this Again Peter reminds us to cast all our cares to to give all ourselves to him because he cares for us and He knows our needs so we must run to him And that Jesus still listens and that Jesus still saves Roman Romans chapter 10 verse 9 because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved Romans chapter 10 verse 13 says for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved have you taken the time to call upon the Lord repent of your sin and recognize of who he is in your life In your own spiritual blindness Have you taken the time You've been coming to this church year after year Week after week, month after month Have you come to the point in your life Surrendering fully to Christ Oh no pastor, I know Christ But do you really know about him? Perhaps you only know about him But do you have a personal relationship with him? It comes to that point in, in our lives church is to stop playing church altogether but really surrender our lives because the Bible tells us for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved he is our Savior we need him not for the comfort of our lives but for to deliver us to rescue us from our sins in closing it is the last healing miracle here in the gospel of mark again it, it encourages us the start of stopping it, it brings to a close our Lord's great teachings on discipleship it began with his healing a blind man in in chapter 8 verse 22 to 26 and it closes with his healing a blind man in this section Bartimaeus is the only person Jesus healed whose name we actually know But then we could all bear his name Like Bartimius. we were blind until Jesus gave us sight There were one time we were spiritually blind but God by the grace of God he Opened our eyes and there is something that you and I can rejoice in amen. Let's not forget the day that God opened our eyes and we are to worship him that we are to serve him with all of our abilities But yeah, we don't do that We forget our first love See at one time we were poor beggars Until he saved us and that he brought us out of poverty as a ransom as we saw in verse chapter 10 verse 45 We brought to him nothing but our weakness and need and he graced us with his power and blessing and that's why church is so important for us to come as you are you don't need to come and clean yourself God will do that all you have to do is to confess to believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord you don't need all these sacrifices you don't need all these offerings just come to him with full surrender, acknowledging that he is Lord, that Jesus Christ is God. Praise God, Jesus stopped and had time for Bartimaeus. One thing that you and I can praise God, Jesus, that he had time for you and for me. Do you believe that? Is that good news? Did he stop for you? Did he open your eyes to believe in him by faith? You see church nothing has changed In 2,000 years, Jesus still starts for anyone who calls on his name And like poor blind Bartimaeus They are not disappointed in what he does You see church there is hope for the blind when faith when in faith we look to Jesus Let go of your self-righteousness Come to him in humility Surrender all that you are to him He is listening. He is waiting for you have a relationship with Christ He died for your sins he died for my sins that we may have eternal life Let's pray God our Father, we thank you for the compassion and the mercy and the love of our Savior Jesus Christ even that alone Lord we can stop and pause and really rejoice for those who have acknowledged him and have received him as Lord and Savior we can say praise God thank you father for saving us from ourselves And Lord we pray for those who do not know you yet and I pray Oh God that you will continue to Work in their hearts oh Lord there may be some here tonight who have been coming here week after week month after month or even year after year and yet still do not have a personal relationship with you God I pray by your mercy that you would save them save them from themselves save them from hell oh God I pray for the work of your spirit to convict them of their sins that you would open their eyes to believe and to confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord. That's all it takes, Father. Thank you for that gift of salvation and what Christ has done for us. It's, it begins there, it begins there on the cross. And thank you, Father, for forgiving us when we are like the crowd at times. We don't stop and consider the people who are are hurting around us. We're so busy doing our own things. And yet, Lord, you have blessed us with material blessings, with wisdom. and, And you have directed us and you have been there for us. And yet, we have not taken the time to care for others. To be sensitive to the needs of those who are hurting. God, I pray that you would raise us up, that we would be sensitive to the needs of our brothers and our sisters in the church as well as outside of this church. That we would look and see the Lord when we pray in the morning and consider God, use us. Grant us an opportunity to glorify you by being an instrument of your grace. Lord, help us to be sensitive to care for others. To offer them hope the living hope that we have in jesus christ and so father i pray that we would continue to celebrate your goodness and your mercy in our lives thank you father that we are reminded here that you command us to call others to come to you god i pray that we would be active in proclaiming the good news of christ and Lord as you use us to be an instrument of grace that you would open the blinds that you would open their eyes to Respond and it begins in our own home It begins with our children who perhaps have not confessed Christ as Lord and Savior God, I pray that they that we would be about your business and praying for our children that they too will walk in the newness of life to conform in the likeness of Jesus Christ. So we pray for the miracle that you would do in the lives of our children, that you would save them, Lord. So we pray for the work of your Spirit. God, we also pray that you would open our eyes to our own need of our Savior. There might be some here who are struggling with something that is heavy uh, Perhaps some doubts or fears or an anxiety, Lord That's been building up all these days and weeks And yet, Lord, they have not fully surrendered to you God, I pray that you would draw them to you That you would help them May they sense your presence And that you are a faithful God May we, like the psalmist, cry out for mercy Like Bartimaeus, have mercy on me and so father may we be willing and able to humble ourselves so father as we come into the communion table we pray father for a humility in our hearts to receive the Lord's table with open heart dear Lord fully surrendered acknowledging and remembering what you have done for us on the cross So help us now as we transition our time together, Father.